We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Timmy TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is November 12th. It's 2019. And we have eight basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, not going, not, not doing too bad. Uh, it's a nice little day. I'm still tilted pretty badly about the Brandon Ingram news, but you know what? We move on. <laughs> Just one of those days, um, you know, like if you were on the right side of the Ingram news on FanDuel and Fantasy Draft, you got to be happy about it. If you're on the wrong side, you know, you just kind of chalk it up. Um, rough one for sure. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, you're looking at it and, and there's no other way to look at it. You're either on the right side or the wrong side. So, um Luckily, like, I know a lot of people had issues, like, swapping guys off. Like, I – right when the news came out, I swapped out everybody. And, like, I guess I beat the issue. So, I was kind of really happy about that. So, but anyway, um, yeah, let's get started, man. We got eight basketball games, a lot of injury news to talk about, um, a lot of stuff going on here. So, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com and sign up check out our sponsor awesome sponsors of the podcast um loving what they're doing over there rake free dfs they have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar hooters main event for this weekend's nfl slate fifteen thousand dollar pick and roll for tonight's nba slate um they also have a big two dollar double up that we've talked about a bunch of times a five dollar layup tournament so a bunch of stuff going on at fantasy draft if you haven't checked them out head on over there and give them a look 
we get started here with Cleveland at Philly, 214.5 total. Philly favored by 12. Henson and Zizek are still out for Cleveland. Horford is out for rest purposes. And then Ben Simmons is questionable. Uh, let's get started here with the Cleveland side of things. What do you like here for the Caps? I mean, I'm, it's not an easy matchup for Tristan Thompson, but he's just, like outside of the last game, just putting up big numbers on a nightly basis here. His price tag still is – well, his price tag got a drop of, what, 800 since the last game. He's way too cheap at 6700 here. I really, really like him. I don't think a lot of people are going to use him because of the matchup, but I, he's just a great price tag. Kevin Love, on the other hand, also got a pretty decent price bump, but there's not – like, it's not a huge total this game. Like, I think it's currently off the board right now, but it started off at 214 before they took it down. So, not a huge total, and it's a big possibility of blowout. But Love and Tristan Thompson, if this game stays close, they have the ability to, like, crush their price tag. So, they're really the two guys that I'm looking at outside of them. It's not going to be a close enough game. There's not enough upside with the other guys, in my opinion. Yeah, this is the cheapest Kevin Love has been since the first night of the season. So, um, you know, you, the price did decrease on Kevin Love. So, I think he has some tournament appeal if he's shooting the ball well in this game. If this game stays close, like you said. Um, so, I think this is a good spot for Kevin Love. I think Tristan Thompson, like you said, is too cheap. Outside of that, like Clarkson, obviously getting a lot of second second unit usage but he's still not playing enough minutes for me to be excited about him um on an eight game slate i think sexton is is kind of interesting but his price has kind of come up to the point where i don't really love it so probably not going to go too crazy here on the Cavs side um outside of love and thompson and then on the philly side you know if simmons misses this game with horford i think we're loading up in bead tobias richardson nato um all these guys are very interesting yeah, yeah, they're all pretty interesting. I mean, with all that usage off the board, with Horford and Simmons out, if Simmons is out, then, like, all these guys are probably priced a bit too cheap. I mean, beat at 9.4K, it's not a bad matchup here. And extra usage to go around, he should be able to easily crush that value. I have more interest in Richardson and Harris than I do in Bede, though. Like, Harris for 6.8K, both those guys are off the floor. Like, he could end up with 45 points here easily. Uh, really like his price tag at 6,800. Richardson, 5.7K. Um, like He's got a bunch of upside there. If He's going to be playing all the minutes, and both those guys are out. Neto, I'm not really sure. His price tag of 4.8K seems like I don't see a huge amount of upside there. Yes, he's been playing close to 30 minutes, but like he's not really doing too much with it, and there's a chance of a blowout, all these different things that could potentially happen. Um, outside of them, I mean – Who's going to start? I mean, maybe Corkman's. Like, maybe you can use him at 4,200 if he gets in the starting lineup there. Uh, could play 30 minutes, but I'm not really seeing a huge amount of interest in other than the main three guys here. Yeah, if you want to get weird, you could play Trey Burke. He closed the other night. Um, you know, he's playing around 20 minutes. He's 3,800. If this game turns into a blowout, he probably gets a little bit of extra run. Um, but I'm with you on Nato. I didn't realize they – Neto. I didn't realize they um, raised his price so much. So, I'm probably off of him. I really like Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris under 7K. If Simmons sits and Horford's out, I think Tobias plays like 35 minutes in this game. So, um, really like this spot for Tobias Harris. He's the guy that I really um, have a lot of interest in. Um, uh, anything else from this one? No. No, let's move on. 
OKC at Indiana, 209.5 total here. Pacers favored by three. Steven Adams is questionable. On the uh, Pacers side, Goga is out. Lamb is out. Miles Turner is out. And Sumner is out. Uh, let's start with the Thunder. What are we liking here for the Thunder? I mean, SGA really hasn't done a whole lot outside the last game. He was on a bit of a cold streak, but uh, his price tag of 7K, like about where it's been pretty much the entire season. They haven't raised it. And, yes, he went on that cold streak, but the guy still in his current role can get 50 points. Chris Paul I'm probably avoiding. Um, I don't really want to pay 6700 for him. He's going to stick right between 30 and 40 points every single game. So it's not the worst idea in the world, but I just don't see a huge amount of upside. Two guys I really want to use are probably going to be Gallinari at 6400 He's been playing well recently, and he just hasn't really shot that well over the last few games and is still putting up 33, 35, 40 in last three games, just been right around that area. And if he actually has a decent shooting night, he could potentially be in for a big game here. I feel like this is probably a good spot for him. And Schroeder, guy that's 5,800, always has 45 points off the bench. Like, this isn't a high-paced matchup here. It's probably not going to be horribly high scoring. It's only got a 209 total, but he's still a guy that I think you can still throw a tournament shot at. If Adams plays, probably not going to play him. Even against, uh, what, TJ Leaf is probably – the guy that he'll be going up against with all the injuries, like 5,100, it's fine. It's not a bad play. I just don't think I'm going to go there. I don't see a huge amount of upside. and rather go with a guy like Tristan Thompson on the slate. Yeah, if um, Adam sits, I think you can still play New Orleans Noel. Um, he's 5K. It's a little bit higher, but um, with Turner out, Goga out, I, I think that, you know, a guy like Noel is definitely in play at 5K in this matchup. Um, if Adams sits. So outside of that, like, you know, you mentioned SGA. I don't have any issues with SGA. Um, Chris Paul has been playing a lot better since the beginning of the season to now. Um, probably not going to go to Chris Paul. We'd rather probably take the ceiling on like an SGA or go down to like a Schroeder. Um, but yeah, OKC, not a team that I'm like overly interested here. This is one of the lower totals on the slate. Um, the Pacers side of things, you know, I think you can keep playing Brogdon, uh, even at 7,600. His price has come down a little bit. Um, coming off of a couple bad games, finally looked better against Orlando the other night. Um, what are you looking at here for the Pacers? Yeah, I absolutely love Brogdon. Like, even after his little bit of a bad stint, I'm still going to continue playing him. I mean, when he put up 24 and 38 points, he shot three for 14 from the field. He shot four from 11 from the field. And, didn't make a single three-pointer. Like, he hasn't been doing a whole lot offensively over the last few games, or at least shooting-wise. But it's not stuff that's going to continue. Like, we have a pretty decent sample size so far this season. I mean, the last 10 games, he's averaging over 40 points, even with those duds in there. As long as he's shooting all right, he's going to end up crushing it because we'll get, we'll get enough boards. We'll get some steals. We'll get uh, probably a boatload of assists in almost any single game. It's just been a little bit of regression last two games, and now he's down to 7,600, where he was just at 88 not too long ago. Way too cheap for him, in my opinion, here. I absolutely love him. He's one of my favorite plays on the slate. And then Sabonis just been crushing recently without turning the lineup here. 8,400 is way too cheap for him. Like, the only reason I, like, don't want to use – well, I will probably end up using a loss bonus, but I just don't know who I want to bring it back with if I'm using both those guys. It's probably just SGA, but, like, I don't want to play Paul. I – We'll play Gallinari. It's just kind of an interesting little game stack at just 209 and a half for the total right now. But like Sabonis and Brogdon, even in non-high scoring games, are probably still going to end up around 50. 
those will be the two guys. I don't think I'm chasing Leaf without Turner and without uh, Goga. I don't really see the interest in Warren. As long as Sabonis is in there, he's really not going to have like that much usage. It's pretty much all going to go to Brogdon and Sabonis. Don't really want Holiday, Connell. Like, I think it's just Brogdon and Sabonis for me, and I love both of them. Yeah, I, I really, um, really like Sabonis in this matchup as well. I know like TJ McConnell has been getting some like second unit work and like only playing 20 minutes, a lot of assists, scoring some points. Don't think I'll go down that route, but he is going to have Dennis Schroeder defense with that second unit. And, you know, Dennis Schroeder is not a guy that plays a lot of defense, but I just wish he was playing um, a little bit more minutes. Like if he was getting Aaron Holiday's minutes, like we'd be all over TJ McConnell in this matchup, but. The minutes worry me. It'd be a large field tournament play only. And I honestly, I don't think the upside is that high. So um, moving on, we got Detroit at Miami. No total in this one. Um, it's a back-to-back for Detroit. We'll have to see if Blake ends up playing on the back-to-back or not. Um, will be interesting to see. Um, didn't really see anything um, when they when they said he was announced playing. But I would – I'd be shocked if he plays the back-to-back here. Um on the Miami side, Winslow's out, Waiters is out, Olenek is questionable, Tyler Hero is questionable, and Derek Jones is out. Uh, let's start with Detroit, though. Assuming that Blake Griffin sits, um, what do you like here for Detroit? I mean, it's Drummond without Griffin, and I know he's playing on a back-to-back. They only played 29 minutes last night, so I'm not terribly worried about that. So, without Griffin there, he's pretty much a lock and load. Uh, probably going to get around 50 points. Absolutely love Drummond. Kennard played 40 minutes. He's around 6K. It's not the worst end in the world. Uh, Rose started after coming back from um, whatever it was, whatever injury it was. Didn't play terribly well, was in the first unit. I, do we think that he's going to get rest on a back-to-back here? I would get – he had a hamstring injury, so he could sit here too. Yeah, so without Griffin, without Rose, I mean – and I think Brown's questionable, isn't he? I I saw that he only played 14 minutes. I didn't know if it was because of Rose, but I know he's been dealing with a little bit of a knee injury. So, really, like, Detroit's a team that's really tough to break down the night before on a back-to-back because they do have two guys that just came back and a couple guys that are banged up. Yeah, I mean, I think Drummond's the one in play regardless. Um, Rose, if he's coming off the bench and you're not going to really limit his minutes, then I potentially see playing him at 5,500. He's in the first unit. Still probably in play, but not nearly as much. I don't think he's going to get over 25 minutes if he's in the first unit on a back-to-back here. It's like, realistically, if Rose is out, if Griffin's out, then Kennard, I think you can load up. Maybe even Bryce Brown if he's in the starting lineup. Um, but i definitely go be more likely to go with Kennard. If Griffin's out again, like, I don't, I don't think I want to go with Marquise Morris. I don't think I want to take a shot on would in all likelihood like this is just a tough one to do the night before without knowing but I think it's just Griffin or not Griffin just Drummond for me in all likelihood and maybe a few shots on Kennard if Rose and Griffin are both out yeah and if Rose and um if Rose ends up sitting and Bruce Brown is still dealing with a knee injury I think you could potentially look at Tim Frazier just because he's 3k but he's also another guy that's kind of dealing with a little bit of an injury so you got to kind of watch that as well but you know, it's just – it's a situation where, like, you honestly nailed it. You could play Drummond and Kennard and kind of stay away from everything else on Detroit, and I'd feel perfectly okay with that. Like, you also have to think, like, 
Miami's not a team that typically plays really fast. This game's on the, the second night of a back-to-back. This game could potentially be pretty slow-paced. Um, and, and Miami's missing a lot of guys, too. So, this could be one of those games, Grant, where it's just we really don't get a ton of fantasy production from the, the second-type tier guys in this game. Yeah, it could just entirely be Drummond and Kennard. Um, the Miami side, I think Butler is really interesting in this spot. He's under 8K. Um, he's a guy that can go for 50 in any matchup. I like this spot for him. Um, you know, Detroit, Kennard, not really the best defense player in the world. I think Jimmy Butler is in play. I don't love, but I don't hate Bam. Um, if Winslow sits and Hero ends up sitting as well, I think you can look at Goran Dragic and Nunn. Uh, Dragic has been playing a bunch of minutes with Winslow out recently. Yeah, yeah, Drogic. I'd pretty much given up on him for most of the season, and then now he comes in and they're giving him 30-plus minutes every single game with all these guys out. So, Drogic, absolutely fantastic play, 5,600, assuming that Winslow, well, Winslow is out, assuming that Hero's out. Uh, none, not bad. Like, he's obviously come down to earth quite a bit from what he did at the beginning of the season, but he's still got some upside, and this has been just some weird matchups. I know the Phoenix game wasn't terribly close. The Denver game wasn't terribly close. Lakers game wasn't high scoring at all. Um, so none at 4,700 is definitely a guy you can go with. I like the Butler call. Um, Kennard, not only is he not a great defender, but he just played 40 minutes last night. And he's probably going to play a boatload of minutes here. So he's a guy that had 50 points against Houston earlier this year, only playing 27 minutes because it was a blowout. He's been not on the floor a whole lot because of a few blowouts and then obviously missing the beginning of the season because he had a kid. But if he's going to play 38 minutes like he did the last game, we could potentially see a massive game out of him here. And he's only 7,800. And then, bam, um, like he's outside of those two blowouts. He's been just crushing every single night. The guy was 7,900, what was it, a week ago, and now he's 6,800. Like this price tag is way, way too cheap for Bam here. I absolutely love him. Yeah, um, I have no issues with him as well. There's a couple centers that I like in the slate that are interesting. Um, you know, the other thing, like Miami could have a really, really small rotation in this game for what it's worth. Um, if if Harrow or Hero and Olenek get ruled out, like Miami might be a team that. You know, these guys just end up playing a ton of minutes just because of the rotation. So, like, if Hero is out, I think Nunn gets a bump in minutes. I think Dragic is a guy that you really want to look at, um, even with Winslow already out too. So, really going to be interesting to see how the injury news falls with Miami uh, because the beat reporter, you know, seemed like it was like a real questionable thing on Tyler Hero. So, um, all right, moving on, Grant. We got the Knicks and the Bulls, 213 total. Chicago favored by five and a half. Uh, Kadeem Allen, Elf Payton, and um, Mitchell Robinson are all still out for the Knicks. And Otto Porter is out for Chicago. Um, let's talk about the Knicks first. You know, assuming, you know, because he's not on the injury report, as listed as out, I'm assuming that DSJ is going to play in this game, but I could I could be wrong. But I'm just saying, like, he's been on the injury report every day and been listed as out, and today he's not even on the injury report. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll have, we'll have information before Locke, I would assume. Um, he's 3,300. Do we take a shot on him? 
you would think that he would take Frankie Nick Nick Nicky team um, Nick Lakina's minutes, right? Yeah, and I mean without Peyton in the lineup, he's got. Yeah, I getting... just double checked just to make sure, and DSJ is not on the injury report. Man, weird. Uh, well, DSJ at thirty three hundred. Yeah, like if he gets any number of minutes, he's probably going to end up crushing his price tag. I guess I would assume he'd probably end up being the chalk here, right? Oh, I would think he'd be massive chalk. If if yeah. we get news that he's actually going to play, the only thing that I'd worry about is, like, conditioning and how much they'll actually play him. But at 3,300, if he plays 20, 25 minutes, he's fine. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. At 3,300, like, with his conditioning, all he needs is 10, 12 minutes in order to make value. Like, this is just super cheap without Peyton. I have to assume, like, anyone can play, like, any professional athlete, even if they've been out for two weeks could probably play 25 minutes and be fine. You can't get that out of shape in that short amount of time. Um, so, yeah, DSJ is probably going to be chalk, and that's not going to be fun. Outside of him, um, Randall is a good matchup going against Chicago. I don't think right against Biggs. And he's 7,200. Like, he has upside there. We've seen a 50-point game out of Murray this season. This is, I believe, the second cheapest we've seen him all season long. He's put up 20 real-life points in the last three games here think that we see it again here especially if Carter's not going to end up playing and with Robinson out so like Randall there Morris I'm no I don't think I'm going to chase his just massive outburst recently 6300 which is an interesting price tag considering what he's done but I don't know I mean this is a good matchup he's in play I'm not going to play him probably though Barrett just hasn't been good recently 5900 even with him getting a bunch of minutes I don't think I'm going to go with him don't think I'm going to go with Portis here. Um, really, it's just Randall for me and DSJ probably in this matchup here. So I was looking um, to try to find anything on DSJ, and they said that he could return here on um, Tuesday. So there you go. All right. Uh, and that's by the New York Post. Um, so <laughs> I don't know how much we want to trust it, but anyway. Um, anyway, um, yeah, like this is a weird game. Cause if DSJ comes back, like you, you kind of stay away from that point guard value. Um, RJ Barrett, like you said, he hasn't been playing great, but they, that game was way out of hand really early in the Cleveland game. Um, and the Dallas game, he just shot 11% from the field. So I think RJ Barrett is in a nice bounce back spot. This is one of the cheapest price tags that we've had on him all season. So um, I'm, I'm definitely interested in RJ Barrett, just hoping that he doesn't shoot 11% from the field again. So um, outside of that though, I don't really love a lot here. Like Julius Randall, I guess has the upside, but like even Julius Randall hasn't been like phenomenal this season. So I don't know. Um, Let's go to the Chicago side of things. Oh, should we mention, like, Taj Gibson? His minutes kind of went back down um, the other night. But, you know, Mitchell Robinson's still out. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. Even at 22 minutes, 4,200, it's fine. It's not anything great, though. It's not juicy. It's not juicy. All right, Grant, give me a – Was, that, was like, that a reference to something? No. Is that a quote? No. Oh. I thought that was a quote. Like, Will, like, says there's stuff on the meat on the bone, so I like juicy meat, you know? Yeah, I like my meat really dry. Do you really? No, that would be ridiculous. 
I would do that. We were about to have like, we were about to like go way <laughs> off the beaten path of this podcast and like have a long conversation. Um, what do you like here for the Bulls? I mean, Markinen or Levine. I mean, I know Markinen has been great recently, but Magic versus New York is not a bad one here. So 6,800, he obviously has the upside if he gets hot shooting for me on the arc. Levine, same thing. One of these guys will probably end up going off in this game. Uh, Carter is questionable, right? Uh, he's probable. It's probable. All right. Yeah. So Carter, I mean, against New York, he's also 5,600 coming off that big game going up against Houston here. I could see a big matchup or a big game out of him if he can stay out of foul trouble here, which going up against Randall might be a little tough, but uh, he still absolutely could crush here. Uh, without Porter out, I mean, we can take a shot on Hutchinson. He's played 23 minutes last game. We kind of have a sample size of what he can do last year. So 4K, he offers some value on the slate. I like him. Don't think I'm going with Sadoransky. Don't think I'm going with White, even with his increase in minutes. Both of them are fine, but they're not great options here. Uh, so it's probably just Hutchinson, Markinen, and Levine for me here. And Carter, maybe a little bit. Should we have mentioned Bobby Portis' revenge? Like, he put up 50 fantasy oh, points against gosh. Chicago earlier this season. And no Robinson. Oh, gosh darn it. He is a vengeful SOB. He is. And, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm all over. I'm, like, I'm so sick of, like, revenge games and everything. But, like. The blueprint's there. It's you put up fifty-two. He hasn't Did people play Kawhi, like that much Kawhi for revenge? I didn't even check ownership. I didn't either. I, I haven't checked the late games. I was looking at this slate. Yeah. Same. Um. But yeah, as far as the Bulls go, like I think Levine has a ceiling at seventy-one hundred, worth playing in tournaments. I think marketing is a little interesting for tournaments, but. There's not anybody that's, like, standing out to me as, like, a cash game play on the Bulls today. Um, nobody's minutes are, like, secure. Sanarinsky is, I think, probably the most interesting play here just because I do think he's a guy that just lost minutes against Houston because that game got out of hand. Um, he's been playing around 27 to 30 minutes most nights. So, But his price is up. Maybe he's a little cheaper on, like, a Yahoo or something. Um you know, I don't, I don't love it, but it's okay. It's not anything like super great. Yeah, yeah I mean, like I, him, like he, he put up a fifty-point game or forty-nine-point game against Atlanta, but that was against Atlanta, and he shot four for five thir- from three and ten for thirteen from the field. That's not going to happen again. Like, I don't, I don't really have. It a is the Knicks, there. though. <laughs> I mean, the Knicks can't magically make him a fantastic shooter. Um, like, I, I don't think the volume's going to – I would assume the volume's going to go up more with Marketing, with Levine, um, maybe Carter, and then – yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going with Sadoransky. All right, um, moving on, we got Atlanta at Denver. No total in this one. Vince Carter's out for personal reasons. Um, John Collins is out. Alex Lynn is questionable. Evan Turner's still out. And then on the Denver side, Malik Beasley – is questionable. Um, start off with Atlanta here. Um, sorry, I'm I'm super distracted because we haven't seen Rondé Hollis Jefferson at all this season, and they have unleashed him. And I'm I'm super tilting right now. Sorry. I thought you were going to talk about the fact that the Seahawks games within three with seven seconds left. Yeah, they're about to try to kick a field goal with a guy that is signed off the streets. Uh, but yeah, like. 
so random. Ronda Hollis Jefferson, like, <laughs> unleashed finally. It's just – Oh, it's typical NBA. And San Francisco made the field goal, by the way. They're going overtime. Son um, of a biscuit. Biscuit it is. Atlanta at Denver, like I were talking about. Let's start with the Atlanta side, Grant. Um, where we finally we finally got the, the price increase for Trey Young with, um, you know, no John Collins. He's, he's put up some monster games recently. What are you liking here for Atlanta? I mean, with even with the price increase. I love Trey Young. I mean, the guy – look, take out the Chicago game because he shot terrible. And he shot terrible because he was on the second half of a back-to-back just coming off an injury. What he's done outside of that in full games he's played, he has had one game under 57 points. The guy is shooting just boatloads in every single game. He's putting off 20 to 30 shots every single game. And the last two games where he put up uh, 60, one of them he only shot nine for 30 from the field. Like, I don't care what his price tag is. Without John Collins there, even in a tough matchup versus Denver, he's just going to chuck over and over and over again. 9,200 is too cheap for him here, considering what he can do. He can give you a 50-point, 10-assist, like James Harden-esque game. So I love Trey Young here at 9,200. Jabari probably not rolling with him like I get that he just put up 57 points in the last matchup put up 40 before that but it's got a price increase all the way up to 7300 here I'm not expecting the same production out of him going forward so like I think it's just Trey eating up everything and just shooting constantly in this matchup here and I don't think I'm going with any other Atlanta guys because get up against Denver not really the greatest matchup yeah, so it's it's kind of tough because, like, Jabari Parker's usage is insane right now, um, you know, when we take all those guys off. Um, Trey Young's usage is 38% with those guys off. So, you know, what, what you were saying is 100% right. Um, I Honestly, I don't think Jabari is a terrible play here, but I'm, I'm with you. The, the price is high. Um, it's a tough it's a tough ask as far as price goes. Um, I was just kind of quickly pulling up Yahoo really quick because Jabari Parker has been really underpriced over there for like the last week and a half. Um, and they finally increased his price too. So it's like we're not getting that Jabari price um, anywhere cheap. So I think for me, it's Trey. I think he is the guy that has the massive ceiling here. Um, I don't mind Kevin Herter in this spot. He's a guy that his minutes cap got pulled, and he's been playing 30 minutes, and he's a guy, if he can get hot from three-point land, um, I think he's definitely interesting. So that's kind of it for me on the Atlanta side. I don't think I want to touch anything else. The the bigs have been kind of just all over the place. If Alex Lynn ends up sitting, maybe you could take some shots here on – a guy maybe like Damian Jones, um, if Len sits, but like I still don't trust it. Uh, but he did play 24 minutes the other night. I think people would probably lean to like Bruno Fernando as the chalk, and I would much rather play Jones. We know his minutes are a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, right there with you. But like, don't probably great, probably not going to need it. Yeah, I mean, with all the other great center options on board, I don't I don't think I'm going to waste a spot like that. I'd rather just take DSJ. Super chalk and hate myself. Uh, what do you like here on the Denver side? 
I mean, Joker, we finally put up a decent game last game, last two games. And, I mean, he's playing high 30s minutes in those games here. He's going up against Len, Bruno, like Jones. This is Atlanta. This is an up-paced matchup likely. Like, Joker at 8-3. I know he's been bad up until the last two games, but this is a guy that was 10-3 a week ago, and now he's 8-3. Like, this is way too low of a price tag here. Barton's been putting up big games pretty much, like, for the last two weeks here. And he's only priced at 6K. That's a little bit too cheap here. Going up against Atlanta. Um, outside of them, I mean, Jamal Murray's always in play for tournaments. Always has 40-point upside. Always has 50-point upside. But, like, it's just that. You're just basically taking tournament shots here. It's a good spot versus Atlanta here, especially with Trey Young spending so much usage on the offensive end here that he's probably not going to play a whole lot of defense. So Barton, Jokic, and Murray are all the three plays I like here. So I noticed um, Jamal Murray is averaging 10 more fantasy points at home than on the road. Very small sample size. We're only nine games in, but just wanted to point that out. The ball actually Um, travels through the air differently in Denver. Because oh, is that what it is? Like he, the ball, like you know, the old Ryan Anderson theory of like shooting better because of the rim. Um. <laughs> well, I, I just meant air density. So if the ball flies an inch further, and I don't know, that I can almost guarantee that's not true. But all right, uh, I'm with you on Jokic <laughs> today. Uh, he's just too cheap. Like I, oof, I hate playing Jokic, but like. At some point, you just got to accept the fact that, like, he's just too cheap for a matchup where you you named it. Like, look at the guys that he's going to be going up against here. It's just – it's a matchup he should absolutely crush. So, uh, but I like Will Barton, too. Um, he's more of a tournament play. I don't think you can trust him in, in regular in, – in cash formats. But he has been absolutely crushing recently. Um, and, again, like, he's a guy that I really like in this matchup. He's a guy that I had written down as well. So, um, Gary Harris, he's still playing a ton of minutes, but he's just kind of like a role player right now. He's not doing much. Um, he's like a Kyle Korver just in the corner type play right now. So for me, I'm kind of off of Gary Harris right now. I'd much rather play Will Barton. Um, and I don't really see a bump if Malik Beasley sits. I don't really – I'd have to look into who it would go to and whatnot, but it's not like Malik Beasley is playing a ton of minutes this season, so I don't think it really matters. Brooklyn yeah. at Utah, two seventeen total here. Uh, Utah favored by six and a half in this game. Lavert is out. Utah's on a back to back. We don't know if anything is coming out of that game. They're still playing as a recording. Moutier was back for what it's worth. Um, what do you like here for Brooklyn? I mean, for Brooklyn without Lavert in here, I mean, I have to assume that Prince and Dinwiddie are going to be able to go crazy. Um, the price tags of fifty five hundred and fifty two hundred. If they see an uptick in minutes and uptick in usage, could be massive here. Um, we've already seen Prince put up a 40-50 point game so far this year. We've seen Dinwiddie have massive usage. So these two guys, if I'm expecting a little bump out of them, their price tags are way, way too cheap here. Um, Kyrie, like I know that he's still a guy with 60-point upside, but he's the same price as Trey Young. Trey Young has a similar matchup, but – or a, a little bit better matchup. Like, I don't want to play, pay 9300 for Kyrie going up against Utah. So, Dinwiddie and Prince are the only two guys I'm really looking at here. It's not a great matchup. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. And Utah is probably not going to be that um, 
Tucker down. Oh, it looks like it's closer than I thought it was. Now they're up 17, so they're probably not going to end up playing the fourth quarter here. Um, so it's Dinwiddie and it's Prince here because Utah's just obviously not a great matchup. It's in Utah. Like, everything kind of points towards it being a bad matchup, but Prince and Dinwiddie are way too underpriced considering their potential usage. Yeah, you know, and, and like, DeAndre Jordan is back, so, like, that kind of takes away from the Allen. So, I like Prince's price. against Gobert. Yeah, I I like Prince's price. I I think that, you know, he'll get some minutes back into the rotation here. You know, kind of maybe like a sleeper play might be Joe Harris, but he has to shoot the ball really well to get there, so I don't love him. I like Dinwiddie. I'm right where with you. Like, Dinwiddie's the play in this matchup. As much as I love Kyrie, I'm with you. I'd much rather play Trey Young. If you end up on a build where you play Kyrie and Trey, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Um, The Utah side of things here, like, Gobert is in a really good spot. I just – I I the worry – you the worry is the back-to-back here. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, he's probably not going to end up playing the fourth, would be my guess. But still, like, also he's 7,500. We have Joker at 8-3. Like, I'd probably be more apt to use Mitchell here going up against uh, Brooklyn. It's a great matchup here. He's been hot recently. He's doing really well tonight, last time I looked. So, it's it's Mitchell for me here. I don't think there's a Conley night. Bogdanovich, there are too many other guys in the 6K range that I'd probably rather go with, although he's not the worst option in the world. Gobert, worry about the back-to-back. Like, I think it's Mitchell for me here mostly, but I don't mind a little bit of a game stack here considering you might be bringing it back with Dinwiddie and Prince. Yeah, like, if anybody gets ruled out, obviously you got to adjust to that. But Donovan Mitchell is the guy um, that I probably have the most interest when it comes to the Utah side of things here. Uh, we got the Lakers and the Suns. Rondo is questionable. Daniels is questionable. And obviously on the Phoenix side, Aiton is still out. Um, Grant, looking at this game, this is one of the games that I worry about getting out of hand a little bit. But I hate projecting blowouts. What do you like here on the Lakers? And the Lakers, did I see that Davis was questionable with his shoulder, as he always is? That's probable. Right, he's supposed sorry. to play is what – yeah, he's supposed to play. Yeah, I worry about the blowout. Like, currently it's pegged at four and a half points, I think, last time. But most every single site has it down right now. Yeah, um, it's down. Yeah, so – and with that, it's James and Davis, both, like – even in tough match or even in potential blowout matchups, they can both end up making value here. Like both of them are two of the top spend ups on the slate. I don't mind either of them. It's pretty much, I don't think I'm going with Kuzma. Hasn't really been getting enough minutes recently here. Like I'm not going to pay four, six for him when they have Davis and James eating up all the usage and he's only playing 26 minutes a night. So it's, it's really like maybe you can take a shot on Howard Without Aiton in there, not the worst idea in the world. Although he hasn't been doing a whole lot on the offensive end. I think it's just Davis and LeBron for me. Like, I'm trying to find something else, but I really just can't. Yeah, like, it, it's probably LeBron for me. Um, you know, I, I just the, – the Davis thing, if this game gets out of hand, it's a perfect time to sit him down. Um Honestly, I don't really love a lot from the Lakers here. Um, you know, Kuzma's minutes – restriction is gone but he's still only playing around like 25 minutes and like it's all scoring he's not really doing much of anything else and 
Kuzma being back hurts Danny Green, in my opinion, and it hurts KCP, in my opinion. So I just probably not going to go to a lot here when it comes to the Lakers. Um, LeBron, probably it. Maybe a little exposure to AD, but not a lot. Um, and then on the Phoenix side of things, I think if this game stays close, it's because of Devin Booker um, and potentially like Ricky Rubio having big games. So I don't mind running it back with those guys, but. You know, it's another situation that, like, the Lakers went from one of the worst defensive teams in the league last season to the second best so far this season through nine games. So, like, you got to kind of respect that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they're almost an entirely different team outside of LeBron and Kuz. Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's not really a great matchup. Booker or Rubio would probably be the two guys I'd go with. I mean, Baines is putting up 30 points every single game here um he's fine he only played 18 minutes last game but that was more of a bet that was a much better matchup in brooklyn like yeah just not seeing a whole lot i want from this phoenix side it's booker and it's rubio all right um portland at sacramento 227 total here sacramento favored by two john collins still out bagley still out but the big news here is fox is out um let's start with the portland side before we get to the sacramento side uh what do you like here for the trailblazers um lillard white side if he ends up playing i think it was probable so he should be in there he's been crushing it getting a boatload of minutes recently grand there are good matchups going up against atlanta and going up against brooklyn so we could potentially see his minutes go back down to the high 20s uh in either case like 6900 up against sacramento with not a whole lot of great guys to guard him he could absolutely crush value here high paced matchup over in sacramento here i don't mind mccollum but i think i'd much rather go with load it's really just those three guys Outside of them, Baysmore coming off the bench did play 34 minutes last game. Um, was Hood out last game? Um, I don't know if he was out. I think that's the game that he left the game. Oh, yeah. Or no, he missed Sunday's game because of back spasms after um, leaving the game against Brooklyn. All right, yeah, but he'll be back. So, I mean, Hood, if you want to go with a cheap guy at 3,400. But really, to me, it's Lillard, Whiteside, and maybe McCollum. Yeah, um, Lillard, Whiteside, and McCollum are the three guys that I had written down. I know Simmons um, coming off of a pretty good game. Um, the last two would know Rodney Hood. If Rodney Hood comes back, I don't think he can go to Anthony Simmons. Um, I, I don't really even trust, like, Hood coming back. Like, you know, Baysmore played a ton of minutes. If, if Hood sits, I think Baysmore is probably the most interesting play um, from Portland. Um, let's talk about the Sacramento side of things because obviously with Fox being out, it becomes very interesting because they do have Corey Joseph. Um, he's 3,700, played 29 minutes the other night. Um, it, it's just, this might be the only reason that DSJ is not chalk. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking because Joseph, I mean, when Fox got energy injured, he ended up with 29 minutes. We've seen what he can do on pretty much every single team he's played on when he ends up getting the starting nod. So he's going to be crazy chalky. I'll probably just end up eating it. Um, but there is going to be some additional usage for a guy like Buddy Hyde. 6,600, like he hasn't had a great game so far this season. But without Fox in there going up against Portland, I could see him 
putting up a big game here. Harrison Barnes, I don't know if I want to go with him at 5,900. Like, it's fine. It's not great. It's not terrible. He'll you see a bump in usage, but I don't know if I want to go with him. Bogdanovich is interesting. Uh, he's been playing well recently. He's been shooting well recently and putting up a decent amount of points at 38 and 34 in his last two games. Like 5,900, I feel, or 5,400. He's got some upside there. Probably not going with Holmes or Bielitsa. Um For me, it's Hyde, it's Joseph, it's Bogdanovich. Yeah, I like um, Bogdan a lot here. He has a 28.7% usage rate when Fox is off the floor this season. So, again, a lot of these guys haven't played a ton with Fox off the floor, so we don't have, like, a huge sample to go off of. Um, I like the Buddy Heald call. But uh, Bogdanovich seems really interesting here. Um, And then I don't mind um, Rashawn Holmes at at 5,400. I I think that there's better plays today, but I don't think – Holmes getting like 30 minutes a night. Um, he's a guy that has to be, um, you know, worth worth looking at. So, um, I don't really have anything else here from Sacramento. I don't think that Giles is going to play enough minutes right now um, to look at until we see him kind of get up there in minutes. And then, um, like, Yogi Farrell might pick up a few extra minutes here with Fox out, but – I don't think it's enough to really even talk about, even though he's only 3K. Yeah. All right. um, Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Looking at um, DraftKings scoring and pricing, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X on the slate. Corey Joseph. (laughs) Kojo. Grant's like, I'm taking the chalk. Don't care. Like, I'm just going to get it. I'm taking the guaranteed win. Yeah, like, I'm just going to eat it, too, for what it's worth. Like, there's no reason not to eat the chalk on him. Um, If I knew DSJ was going to play, that's who I would say. Um, But I don't want to say somebody that's not, like, guaranteed to play yet. So, um, kind of looking really, like, close quickly here. I'm very unprepared today. Um you know what? Give me Kobe White. Bold move. I like it. Well, he they they have kind of like changed the rotation a little bit, and he's been playing a lot more minutes. And he's only forty one hundred. We didn't talk about him when we talked about that game. He's a guy that can get seven x at what twenty twenty two fantasy points. So, um, don't hate him here for sure. Or not twenty two. Man, my math is so bad today. It's so bad. But anyway, I think you can get there. Let's do it. Um, Grant, give me a guy over 8K that's not going to 5X. Who's your bust today? Devin Booker. It's so weird not being able to say Jokic in this question today. Because <laughs> he's barely over 8K. Like, I'm going to go Anthony Davis. Yeah. Like, he should easily get 5X in this matchup, but – if this game gets out of hand, I, I could see him playing like on the low end of 30 minutes and just barely not getting there. Um, give me your favorite 6X play on the slate. Rogden. All right. I like that one. Um, man, I really want to say – I really want to say Trey Young. I thought about it. It's a lot of fantasy points. Is it 54? I mean, he's failed to hit that in a full game he's played once this entire season. 
Yeah. I Yeah, give me Buddy Healed. Buddy Hyde. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Oh gosh. Um I should have been more prepared for this. Oh gosh, who's yours? Go ahead and say it while I keep looking. You know, we were going and I almost writ- wrote somebody down and I, I totally forget who it was. <laughs> yeah, I had someone. Uh, Gallinari. And I, I panicked. Yeah. Oh, mine was Herder. That's who it was. Oh, yeah. That's right. I almost wrote it down when we were going, too. I was like, oh, he won't remember this guy. Um, favorite DFS contest for the day, game selection contest. Uh, what do you got for me today? Fancy draft, $10,000, 50-50. That's two bucks buy-in. I like how they keep calling it a 50-50, but really it's a, it's a double up. Technically the same thing, right? Yeah, and with no rake, they're exactly the same thing. All right. So, yeah, make sure you're checking that out. Uh, not just because they're a sponsor. It's awesome um, that they're doing that. Um, you know, for my upper bankroll guys, you know, I went lower yesterday. I'm going to go back a little higher today. Um, this $10,000 pick and pop on DraftKings, $75 three entry max. Um, really, really cool tournament that they put on um, almost every day. Pays out 23% of the field. First place is only um, 15%. Um, really good good payout structure for a three-entry max tournament. So um, under 12% rake. It's not rake-free like good old fantasy draft over there. But, um, you know, make sure you're checking that one out if you're a mid to high stakes player um, that is looking for more three-entry max tournaments. I, I think that one's really solid. So. Check that one out. Uh, Grant, give me your favorite over-under on this slate. Um, I'm going to go with the under in the Sacramento game. Under in Sacramento. All right. I'm going to go with – man, I don't like any of these. Um, Give me the over in the Knicks game. So, all right, we're going to get out of here. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, I've got nothing. If you are an RG premium member, make sure you're paying attention to the Situation Room and Discord today. A lot of injury news going on. So make sure you're checking all that stuff out. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. If you're not a premium member, you make sure you're checking out RG Premium. ton of stuff going on here um, at Rotor Grinders for Premium. The Premium projections have been absolute crushing this season so um give the nba product some love we'll be back tomorrow talking some more nba good luck in your contest and we'll see you san then. francisco